Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is a podcast from Minute Media. What's going on, Rams fans? Welcome back into Rams Showcase. Tonight, some of the all-time greats move on. Plus, a look into the Rams salary cap situation. And later, fan quesos. You got them? We answer them next on Rams Showcase. Welcome to Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio. What's going on, Rams fans? And welcome back into Rams Showcase right here on Sports War Radio on the fan side of network. I'm your host, Joe Brandon, which you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Becks. I'm laying down the law for you tonight. Bunch of awesome stuff to get into. Uh, we are talking free agency. We are really in the thick of it now. A lot of things happen. A lot of things moving and shaking. Happy New Year. New league year. This is the new year that I celebrate. I was in bed by the, the normal new year. The, the new year that the normies celebrate. The NFL New Year, that's the one that I actually celebrate. And... Yeah, so, so now we, we've seen a lot of things happen. We'll get into it. I know that not everybody's thrilled about all the news that has come through these last few uh, days or so. But, hey, I got some, uh, I guess, some silver linings that we can get into and and try to, to, to ease the, the pain. Because this Rams team is actually not nearly in as bad a situation as some people think it is. And... Yeah, there, there's some people out there that think like, oh, Robert Woods is gone. Now Hecker's gone. They didn't get Von Miller back. This team is done. And I I just can't subscribe to that yet. I, I think this team is still absolutely loaded and in an awesome position right now to make some other moves and and keep it moving forward here and, and, and try to run it back, as they are saying. I don't know if I love that term, the run it back, because I think it's overused. I think everybody uses that. Anytime anybody wins anything, the the response is immediately run it back. So I don't know if we can claim that as our own. I don't necessarily like to say it myself, but, you know, whatever. I'm not here to tell you that you're wrong if you do. <laughs> um, also, if you guys are hearing just the audio version of this, which would be on the fan side of network, ramblingfan.com, uh, or if that happens to be on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever you're hearing me, uh, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Search Ram Showcase on YouTube and sub there. We also split the show into different segments, some shorter segments, and 
and, and put that out weekly as well. Uh, last week, I did not break into segments. It's, you know what? I, I have so much respect for people who two-job it because that's what I've been doing right now. And it is exhausting. And I bear, I have like four minutes of free time a week. And so it kind of just cut into that. And I wasn't able to, to clip clip the uh, the show out last week. But we will have some time to do that today. So so we're good to go. It is March 20th right now. And I uh, do appreciate your guys' patience with, with my schedule. It has been a little bit bananas these last uh, few weeks or so with, with, with both jobs. And trying to get my timing down of everything. But... If all goes according to plan, I do expect Ram Showcase to get back onto a normal schedule, one that you are used to seeing from from myself. And if you guys are watching on the YouTube channel, there's an audio-only version. If you guys would like to hear that, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, you can also find episodes of Ram Showcase. Let's go ahead and hop into it. This is I wanted to start with with this because this is really the bulk of our our content tonight is going to be the the Rams free agency and the and the moves that we've seen in the last few days. So we'll start with with the guys that the the Rams have lost before we get into the additions, the new Los Angeles Rams. So we'll start with uh, linebacker Von Miller. The Rams did lose. Linebacker Von Miller to the Buffalo Bills, signing a six-year deal worth $120 million. And honestly, at that price tag, uh, they can have him. I mean, I wanted Von Miller back. I'm a big Von Miller fan. I'm a Texas A&M fan, so I followed his career. Living out here in Colorado, I spent, you know, seeing him all the all that time in Denver. And being a Texas A&M fan, I've, I've followed this guy's career pretty heavy, and that I don't anticipate that stopping. I'm a big fan of Von Miller. And, I mean... For twenty mil a year, I mean, there's outs after like two years for that Bills contract, but I mean, if he's going to be offered six years for hundred and twenty million dollars at what thirty-two years old, to by all means, I mean, the Rams have other players that we can kind of rotate in there. Justin Hollins was playing out of his mind in the beginning of the season before he got hurt. There's still other guys that are here, uh, such as like Terrell Lewis. If he can kind of move on through those injuries, then then he's a talented player. I like Leonard Floyd still, so the Rams' pass rush, I think, is still going to be good. Of course, Von Miller losing Von Miller definitely makes that a hit in the negative direction, but I don't think that that's like a game-changer where it's like, oh, Von Miller's gone? Well, say goodbye to another Super Bowl, because that's not going to happen. I just don't think that that's where we're at. Von Miller's an extremely talented player, an incredible leader in the locker room, but this Rams team still has some very top-tier talent on the defensive side of the football, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Jordan Fuller. There's there's some talent here for sure that uh, I think can can make up for that, especially with Vaughn's time as a Ram, kind of that that leadership and and that kind of mindset leaking out into the rest of the roster. I think that that's something that will will feel the effects of Vaughn Miller long term, which will be really good. Of course, I wanted him back for the Rams. Uh, he's an awesome player. He's a cool, dude. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, it's a bummer. I wanted him back, but like I said, if if uh, if that price tag is what he was being offered, I I get it. He said this is one of the hardest decisions that he's ever had to make. Coming back to the Rams or going to the Bills for that kind of money. And honestly, I mean, I don't know how many of you are are in a job that you absolutely love, and the the money is not the the deciding factor. If you're not, and and you're you're in a position where you just love what you're doing, and if somebody else offered you more money, you'd be like, nah, I'm good. I really just love it here. That's awesome. 
Not everybody's like that. All right. I mean, I, I myself, I can feel confident saying that in the positions that I've been able to place myself in work wise, I am now in a, in a spot where I'm more on that side of it of like, you know what? I'm just, I love what I'm doing may not be as much as this place or this place or whatever, but I'm having an absolute blast doing it. So I get it, but not everybody is in that situation. And, and sometimes also you got to consider that like, I have one job that, um, that, I mean, well, we don't really need to get into my, my own personal jobs, but I mean, there's, there's ways that like, if somebody were to offer more money somewhere else doing some, doing the same thing, like the loyalties are different there. You know what I mean? And so for Von Miller, yeah, he might've loved being a Los Angeles Ram, but the Buffalo Bills going to offer him probably what I would assume is a lot more than the LA Rams. So of course he makes that decision. It makes total sense. It's not that he hated it with the Rams or that he was itching to get out, but when you see that kind of situation, and you see also a good football team, a Buffalo Bills team that is going to be in the conversation for Super Bowl next year as well, and they're offering that kind of money, I think you go ahead and take that. So I support the decision from Von Miller, even though I ultimately did not want it. Also, keep in mind, the Rams do host the Buffalo Bills this upcoming season. Next one here is going to be the Rams releasing punter Johnny Hecker, a fan favorite, a longtime Ram, and now the Rams are down to just two remaining St. Louis Rams. That would be Aaron Donald and Rob Havenstein. Johnny Hecker was that third, and now he is a Carolina Panther, signing a three-year deal out in Carolina. He ends his career, Johnny Hecker does, he ends his career with the Rams as the best punter this team has ever seen. And I know it's punter, it's whatever, I mean, that's a replaceable position. It's a position that we honestly hope that we don't really need that much, we needed it a lot when he first showed up to the Rams, not so much anymore, and also there has been a little bit of a decline. The past two seasons have not been as good as we've seen him perform before, but to give you guys a little bit of a snapshot on Johnny Hecker's overall career with the Los Angeles Rams, he did have 727 punts, that is 278 more than second place, which was Donnie Jones at 449, 33,951 punting yards that is 13,027 more than second place. Also, Donnie Jones with 29-24. He only had punts blocked three times in his entire career with the LA Rams. And some of those I know that came at very inopportune times. They I never they never come at good times. You never like, ah, oh, well, they blocked the punt, but it didn't really matter. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's usually a bad situation if the, the other team's blocking your punt. On his career, he was one for one on field goals as well as extra points. And in his passing career, 14 of 23, that's 60.9 completion percentage, 186 yards, one touchdown, that was to Danny Amendola, did have one interception, had an 82.9 passer rating. So overall, Johnny Hecker, I mean, he did so many cool things for this Rams team. He was an awesome personality. We now are like... The, the turnover at special teams, it kind of happened pretty quick just over the last couple of years, losing, uh, you know, Greg Zorline, who's now a free agent, but then losing Jake McQuaid. And then, I mean, of course, Bones, we lose him as well. Those three went to Dallas and now Hecker off to the Carolina Panthers, but definitely solidified himself as as far as the, the Rams' best punter of all time and one of the best punters the NFL has ever seen. So it's unfortunate to see, but hey, you know what? I've said this plenty of times before. I will say it plenty of times into the future and probably more in this episode. 
the players come and go, the Rams are forever. I am a lot less worried about the name on the back of the jersey and a lot more worried about the name that's on the weird little patch off to the left side of the front of the jersey. All right. So it yeah, it sucks to see. But I mean, the Rams are going to probably pick somebody up or, or draft somebody and it's it's going to be fine. The Rams are going to be fine. And losing Johnny Hecker does not make us uh, necessarily a worse football team, but also respect where respect is due. Johnny Hecker, the best punter the LA Rams have ever seen in their team's history. Also, keep in mind, Corey Bajorquez, who was in a battle with Johnny Hecker just last year at the punter position, ended up getting traded to the Green Bay Packers. He is a free agent right now, so he did not have an incredible year with the Green Bay Packers. In fact, had kind of a bad year (laughs) in certain situations with the Green Bay Packers, but that's also the Packers' special teams. The coaching and that whole unit in general was pretty poor, so I I think that if if the Rams were to bring back Corey Bajorquez, I think that he would do a lot better with the Rams than he did with the Green Bay Packers. And There's a lot of different factors that go into it, but like I said, coaching, poor unit in general for the Packers' special teams. So I, I think that he would do he would do well coming back, and we had a, a legitimate battle last year w- between Hecker and Bajorquez. Where I mean, I think I even said it that it's like, hey, if Bajorquez wins this job, I don't think we can really complain about that. Like it's actually it, it looks like that's a realistic thing that could happen. So Corey Bajorquez out there available now, but we'll see what the Rams do decide to do. Next up, the Rams trade wide receiver Robert Woods to the Tennessee Titans. This is in return for a 2023 sixth round pick. The Rams essentially got nothing in return for Robert Woods, but also keep in mind this really was a salary dump for uh, Robert Woods. And it's extremely unfortunate, and I'm going to try to justify it right here by saying that uh, that moving on from Robert Woods, that does, does open up some cap space. Of course, there's a little bit of a dead cap hit there as well, but... You, you unload that, that contract situation, and also keep in mind, I mean, Robert Woods, he played what was his last game, I think it was against the Titans, and now he's playing there, but I, I want to say that one thing that I can, can maybe say to ease your mind a little bit is when the Rams went on their run starting in, in December and on to the, through the Super Bowl, I, Robert Woods wasn't there, and I'm not going to sit here and say that Robert Woods is a bad player or anything like that, but... I think that this team has shown that we can win without Robert Woods and that that's a good thing. That's a good sign. Although Robert Woods is historically one of the better receivers this team has ever seen. Of course, the Rams have had a pretty long history, a pretty long and awesome history at the wide receiver position, but Robert Woods is absolutely in that conversation. He's a fan favorite. Um, At least the Rams did it in the right way. Apparently, they kind of went to him and said, you know, these these are our options. Where would you like to play? And there's certain different stories coming out, like the Green Bay Packers were too slow on an offer. Um, there's other reports saying that that Woods didn't really want to play in Green Bay. He chose the Tennessee Titans, even though the Packers' offer was more uh, in re- what the Rams could have pulled as far as a return. I don't know what to believe. I would say that the Packers probably... You got to think Robert Woods would want to go play for Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers, right? I mean, they're clearly going to win their division because their division is awful, and... They just lost their top guy, so you know Woods would get plenty of use. So I, I don't know, but Tennessee Titans, they they do cut Julio Jones, so there is that opening there. But they also got Brown still. He's going to go play with Derrick Henry. His addition to that Tennessee Titans run game will be felt pretty fast and uh, pretty clearly from all angles. But Robert Woods all-time, he ends his career with the Rams 
as a top 10 wide receiver in team history. Eighth all-time in receptions with 367. 10th all-time in receiving yards as a Rams receiver, 4,626. And 14th all-time in touchdown receptions with 23. Robert Woods, man, Mr. Trees, best of luck to you. It's uh, definitely not something that we wanted to see. It's, it's something that is... I saw the news and my immediate real reaction is like, ah, oh, man, that's that's a bummer. But I also understand the move. I, I I based on the year that the Rams had and with Cooper Cup and bringing in Allen Robinson, who we'll talk about here in just one second. And and then, of course, the potential return of OBJ. We have Van Jefferson still uh, Ben Skoranek, Tutu Atwell, the young guys who hopefully get a lot better as the, the this offseason goes on and into their future. But it was a stacked position. Robert Woods is going to be missed for sure. Uh, he a big part of this team for a, for a long time, and it's it's sad to see, but I also understand it. Like I said, players come and go. The Rams are forever. Speaking of the wide receiver position, the Rams do sign wide receiver Allen Robinson. That's a three-year deal, and I already think this is an underrated addition. I don't think this is getting nearly the attention that it, it should, especially now that with this Robert Woods move, because we now know that Allen Robinson is going to be such a critical part of this team. And there has been an injury history there, but I mean, this, this Rams training staff is also, it, it seems very different than, than some of the other places around the NFL. And uh, the, this, this Rams team has been, I, I want to say fortunate with injuries. I don't want to like, like jinx anything, but this team has been very fortunate with injuries. Of course, you know, we, we have Robert Woods and o, OBJ with their injuries last year. But overall, this team does does seem to do pretty well. And the, the modern approach to the, the health of the players, I think, is felt and seen throughout the NFL. But this this move here, bringing in Allen Robinson, I think is going to it's already underrated, like I said. And I think that one year from now, we're going to look back on this and be like, wow, that was we did not give that move enough credit. I think that that's exactly what we will say about this Allen Robinson signing. And for the first time in his career also, keep this in mind, because some people are also coming to me saying, you know, Allen Robinson hasn't really done much. He did this, but he hasn't really done whatever. But let's keep in mind, for the first time in his career, Allen Robinson is part of an explosive offense, A, and he also has a capable quarterback for the first time in his career. He plays out in Jacksonville with a whole carousel of, of a disaster out there. And then he goes to the Chicago Bears, who haven't had a good quarterback since McMahon. Like, I don't know. Jay Cutler, I think, is awesome as a human, but he's a terrible quarterback. But, like, that's irrelevant to Allen Robinson. But either way, uh, it's this is the first time that he's been in, in a team that is is offense-centric and in an explosive offense with other weapons around him that can alleviate some of that attention. And also, he's got the best quarterback he's ever seen. And Matthew Stafford. So I think that w after this season, we're going to look back on this and say, wow, this was what an addition Allen Robinson was to this offense. Sucks to lose guys like Robert Woods, potentially OBJ. We'll see what, what his future holds. But I think we're going to look back and say Allen Robinson was a massive signing for the LA Rams in the 2022 offseason. Also, some other uh, ones of note here. Uh, I've talked about these on the NFC West Network if you guys have, have missed that uh, it's on that the NFC West Network channel on YouTube but uh, we talked about these ones uh, the Rams re-signing Joseph Nopeum, Coleman Shelton and Brian Allen with Witt retiring Nopeum became a, a pretty clear re-sign situation and Witt did recently re announce his retirement but 
as we kind of found out, he knew uh, after the Super Bowl that he was done. He told his kids he was done. So I think that the team knew that as well, but respected his timing on his announcement. But Nopuma has also played really well in place of, of Witt when, when called upon. So we'll see if that continues and, and how he handles being the full-time starter for an entire season, not just sporadically when uh, he needs to come in for, for big wit. And uh, Shelton and Allen, they are some uh, interior guys. Allen was a starter. Shelton was a backup on the inside, but clearly good enough to do it. Anytime he was called upon, I thought the Rams offensive line played better when Coleman Shelton was in at center than Brian Allen. But hey, Brian Allen coming back second year now with Matthew Stafford. I like the continuity there. So that's not a bad thing ever to have continuity up front. But Shelton, I think, will slide into a starting spot vacated by Austin Corbett, who is now a member of the Carolina Panthers, along with Johnny Hecker. So I, I think that we'll see a good shuffle here, but I, I don't think it's a negative shuffle. So having, like, if I had to guess right now on who I would say is going to be the starters left to right, I would say it's going to be Noteboom, David Edwards, Brian Allen, Coleman Shelton, Rob Havenstein. Of course, Edwards and Shelton, those might flop, but we'll see kind of what happens there. And Havenstein, he now becomes like that big-time veteran on the offensive line, but how long does that last? And... You know what? I'm not sure that uh, that that he makes it to the regular season. I'm not entirely sure. I, I think it's very possible, but I, I also wouldn't be shocked. The Rams do save $7.25 million with a post-June 1st trade or release of tackle Rob Havenstein, who is currently one of two remaining St. Louis Rams on this roster. Uh, the Rams also signed wide receiver slash returner Brandon Powell. That is a one-year deal. Really solidifies the Rams at that return spot. Had that had that punt return against, uh, uh, who was that? I don't know why I'm blanking on it already. I should know this one. Yeah, I'm sure you guys will tell me in the comments. <laughs> but uh, had that punt return for a touchdown. That was awesome to see. And uh, really just solidifies that spot. The Rams have had some a little bit of a carousel at the returner spot for the last few years. Uh, Tavon was was there for a little while. Um, you know, we've we've kind of seen seen some names, but Brandon Powell, I think he's he's an awesome player. Uh, his presence alone, though, does make uh, Tutu Atwell a little bit more expendable, even just after one season. Tutu Atwell, I think that he on the field we were sold this straight line speed and all this stuff, but we didn't really see that at any point. Like I, at no point. I think there was one return in uh, Denver in the preseason that it was like, oh, okay, he can hit it. But other than that, I don't think we really saw anything from Tutu that that really showed that it's like, there's no reason to like stay excited about Tutu, I guess. And then his his personality in the in the press conferences kind of just rubbed me the wrong way. But I also don't know him personally. I'm sure he's a good dude. But uh, the the Brandon Powell and the way that he played this last year, uh, I think does make Tutu a little bit more expendable. I don't anticipate Atwell being cut, by the way. But I think that his playing time will be greatly diminished because his his spot really was going to be that return spot and now Brandon Powell coming back on a one-year deal I think Atwell is a little bit more expendable Rams also assigned an original round tender on kicker Matt Gay second highest field goal percentage in a single season in team history 94.1 that was last year of course uh, th that is for 30 plus attempts there has been other guys that get 100% but they only they only kick twice or something like that so in 30-plus attempts, uh, second place all-time, like I said, for a single season. Number one, Greg Zorline, 2017 season, who is now a free agent, getting cut by the Dallas Cowboys. Rams also extend quarterback Matthew Stafford, four-year deal worth $160 million, $135 million guaranteed 
40 a year for a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Cannot complain about that. I know that some people are seeing this number and they're like, whoa, that is way too much money for Matthew Stafford. That is a lot of, a lot of coin for a quarterback. I mean, keep in mind, Aaron Rodgers just made 50 a year. All right, so 10, $10 million less a year than Aaron Rodgers, who has as many NFC or NFC champions championships and Super Bowl wins as Matthew Stafford. We get him $10 million cheaper and we'll probably have him longer than Matthew than Aaron Rodgers is in the NFL. So, hey, no complaints on this end. I think that we got got kind of a bargain on, on Matthew Stafford, if I'm being completely honest. And I don't know if that was due in part to him maybe understanding how the Rams kind of kind of work and the way that our cap cap situation is kind of unfolding of of seeing like okay I'll go a little bit less 40 million dollars a year I think I can hang with 40 million dollars a year and and kind of just roll it back a little bit so that we can get those other pieces as well uh, and the Rams do have some some room to make uh, some 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 moves still but uh, 14th in Rams history already in passing touchdowns as well as passing yards and that is just after one season of being your L.A. Rams quarterback. And just real fast on this one, um, you know what? Actually, we'll hit a quick break here. And uh, on the other side, we'll, we'll kind of dig into the Rams salary cap situation and some names that you should keep your eyeballs on as we head further into free agency. Don't move. Welcome back to Rams Showcase right here on Sports Wall Radio and the fan-sided network. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. Let's take a look. We just talked about some of the moves that the Rams have made. And now let's take a look at the salary cap situation for the Los Angeles Rams. As we get further into this offseason, we are March 20th right now. We are creeping up into the to the season here where we're going to we're still in that sweet spot of we'll still see, see some moves being made. But the roster is starting to kind of formulate. Uh, of course, an NFL roster is an ever evolving mechanism. It's never complete. Your roster is never done. But we're kind of seeing what this roster is going to shape into as we head into week one of the 2022 season. The Rams, of course, winning that Super Bowl are expected to be part of the kickoff game Thursday night football week one. We'll see who the Rams will host for that game at SoFi Stadium. Schedule set to release likely next month. Of course, there's no official uh, announcements being made on when the schedule will release, but it usually comes out just before the draft, usually two, three days before draft time, we'll see the schedule pop out and, uh, or maybe it's like a week or so, whatever it happens to be, but it's around draft time that we'll see that schedule pop out and then we'll know exactly where we're playing and when and what games we can plan on going to. I know I will be at a few, um, definitely going to Green Bay and I want to see Lambo. I want to, I want to be part of that for sure. I am going to see the Denver Broncos play at the Los Angeles Rams. And then from there, we'll kind of, we'll kind of branch it out. But those are the top two priority games for myself. So once that schedule comes out, we will get together and we'll hang out at SoFi Stadium. Pink lot. Drinking beers and stuff, guys. It's awesome stuff. All right. Let's take a look at the salary cap right now. Rams, uh, according to uh, Spotrack right now, the Rams do have about $16.2 million. That is 17th most in the NFL. So... I know that the whole narrative with the LA Rams is that we have no cap space and and uh, there's you know like we're just mortgaging our future stuff like that. But also the Rams next year currently have sixty million dollars scheduled for the twenty twenty three season. That is pre jump again because of course the salary cap continues to go up. That is currently eighteenth most in the NFL right now. But of course that's over a year out. We'll see what moves are made. There could be a lot less. Could be a lot more. We'll kind of cross that bridge when we get there. 
And we're also waiting for a couple of new deals to to get announced to see how we sit. But with 16.2 uh, sitting right now, that's a solid situation to be in right now because the Rams do still have some holes that they can fill. And there's plenty of really strong free agents that are available right now. And uh, the Rams also in dead cap space, just over $12 million right now. That is 21st most in the NFL. So I know that the Rams also get railed for having the most dead cap or uh, plenty of dead cap, but uh, we've kind of seen the bulk of those go off of the books now. The Todd Gurley, the Brandon Cooks, the Jared Goff, all that dead money is is kind of falling off now. So we're, of course, getting some more with moves like Robert Woods and, and, and stuff like that. But 21st most in the NFL as far as um, the, the dead cap, I mean... It could be a lot worse, and I think the media will sell it as it's being as as it's a lot worse than that. But either way, moves are still expected to come, and we're still looking at free agents and and thinking who could we possibly get because the the salary cap, while it's not necessarily a myth, I know I say that that word a lot. I mean, it is workable. That's that's what I will say, is that the the salary cap is something that that you can adjust and you can you can make moves to mess with those numbers and so yeah it does exist and there is a real thing that you can't spend a certain amount of money and all that with the certain cap hits and everything but there's always a way there's always a way to do something and to 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 move some money around so the cap hits happen at different times different years of course the rams like to kick cans down the road a lot so there's going to be situations you know the rams are paying certain people still over the next couple of years who are not under contract right now. And that's just to spread that cap out. And it's fine because those cap hits are like not very high. And of course it does add up. But when you see the cap jumping like it has been every year, I mean, it, it, there's a lot worse ways to handle the salary cap. And other teams are doing that. But the, the LA Rams, less need, less make a deal, Sneed, doing an awesome job with the salary cap gymnastics and doing doing a lot of a lot of crazy things a lot of very creative things as far as the salary cap goes and honestly the way this team is built and the way that the contracts are set up right now this team looks like they are at least going to be together for what I would consider four to five years right now is what we'll see this team as like a solid contender after that, we'll see because, of course, that that's like about as far out as you can go at any given point with any NFL team. Uh, but this this Rams team is is still built to to have success at least for the next few years. So hey, I mean, it's going to happen. The Rams are going to fall down on their faces again. That's just how the NFL works. Teams go up, teams go down. We've been really down before. Six wins in three years. Now we're Super Bowl champions. We will fall back down again. That's that's just it's just a matter of when. But Either way, we're good right now, so let's just soak this in. You know, we don't got to worry about that at this time. Uh, so the Rams in their salary cap situation, doing fine. Honestly, it could be a lot worse, and I think that the media sells it as it is a lot worse than it actually is. So looking still pretty good. And the uh, the current roster, actually, it's kind of funny, too. I was looking at it, and uh, the Rams are actually back now to being the youngest NFL team. And going into the Super Bowl, the Rams were one of the oldest NFL teams, but then you have... Guys like Eric Weddle, uh, Andrew Whitworth, they both retire, move on from Robert Woods, who was creeping up a little bit. Um, let me think here. I'm, I'm trying to think of all the other people who've, who have gone. But back down to the youngest roster, the average age on the Rams roster today, 25.57 
years old. Also, keep in mind, we are expecting some some new contracts coming up. Uh, one is a new deal for Aaron Donald, which could be announced as early as today. Unfortunately, I don't have that news now, so... If it does happen, just know that I know about it, and we'll keep you posted on the Ram Showcase social media pages. That's at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. i got to get better with the Twitter. I, I promise I'm trying, guys. I promise I'm trying. But uh, we'll keep you guys up to date on, on what that means as far as not only what his contract extension looks like, but also what that means for the cap situation. Because with uh, the Matthew Stafford deal, he was under contract this year, but the way that the Rams offered him his extension actually opened up about $10 million more million based on his deal that uh, that he signed with the LA Rams. And then also, uh, there's reports that the Rams are in discussions with wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. We'll see what happens there. I think that the Rams can get a little bit of a bargain from him based on his injury coming off of the Super Bowl, which was honestly just a few weeks ago, so it's not like anything that crazy that, that we could get maybe a bargain or an incentive-based contract. I don't know if that's maybe what his tweet was in reference to about being motivated now or something. I, I don't know if that was an Allen Robinson thing or maybe it's outside of that. Maybe it's outside of football. I, I don't actually know. But with uh, OBJ, it, it does feel like he will return to the Los Angeles Rams. Just really curious to see what that deal will look like, whether that's incentive based, whether that's uh, play percentage based. Uh, there's going to be different um, different qualifiers on that one. So I'm, I'm guessing that that's exactly what would happen. I mean, Jalen Ramsey has so many different qualifiers on, on his where, I mean, his is actually really cool. His his bonuses are named after like his kids and stuff like that. But I don't know if we'll see that from OBJ. Feels feels like something that we could see, though. Some names to watch, some free agents to, to just keep your eyeballs peeled on as we creep in further into free agency. And again, guys, I, I record this show once a week. Uh, so if some of these names by the time you're seeing me have already been signed, uh, well, I can I can assure you that they have not been signed as time of recording. All right. So first, we'll start with linebacker Bobby Wagner. It seems like the the the, the Internet world of Rams fans is pushing for this real hard. Sounds like there is mutual interest there based on certain reports that have come out. Um, it, it seems like he does want to play for an L.A. team. The Chargers have the money to do it, but they also just brought in Khalil Mack. Uh, so I, I don't know if that would necessarily be a move. But the Rams also have uh, the you know the the hardware now to to flex on everybody. So hey, maybe Bobby Wagner wants to come over and uh, join the the division rival L.A. Rams and take on the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, he would also play against the Seattle Seahawks if he goes to the Chargers this year. But that is neither here nor there. Cornerbacks. This is a position that the Rams will likely be looking at and probably are looking at right now. So we do have a few names. To talk about uh, first, I want to start with Kevin King. Uh, this is a this is a one guy that I think could fill that role, but I don't know how well he would fill that role. I don't know if he he really fits into that. And if uh, Dante Dion, David Long Jr., I think that he would kind of fall into that group, and it would be Jalen Ramsey and then everybody else. But Kevin King, I think uh, he'd be fine there. Next up, I'm going to list uh, Bryce Callahan, who I'm a big fan of. I think he's extremely underrated. I, I don't think he gets nearly enough credit for what he has been able to do on the football field. He, I want to say he's about 30 years old now, so he is on the getting up there on that on that end. I know, I mean, as a 30-year-old myself, I feel like that is old, but also these guys probably take better care of their bodies than me, probably. I would hope so, at least, <laughs> because if these guys are doing like things to their body that I do to my body and the stuff that I am eating and, and all the beers and stuff like that, then, then 
They should not be professional athletes. I know that much. Um, and then also cornerback AJ Boye. This one, I, I don't. I used to think a lot higher of Boye than I than I do now, but. The, the reason I'm even listing him here is that connection with Jalen Ramsey, who uh, they played together in Jacksonville, so that would make a lot of sense there. And I think Boye, I think he would fit in with us a little bit more. And maybe having Jalen Ramsey, one of his former teammates, who is an absolute monster at corner, uh, I, I think that that would help him a lot. But we'll see what happens on that front as far as corner goes. There's a lot of names bouncing around. The last one that I'll list here for you guys is Stephon Gilmore. Gilly! as uh, people are calling him. And this one seems to be getting some traction as far as the, the Rams fandom goes. But I just don't know if, if Gilmore is a guy that the Rams go with. I think that he can he can probably demand a lot more money that the Rams than the Rams are able to afford for him, if that makes any sense. And then uh, we'll list off here. I put safety Jabril Peppers. This one's a uh, selfish one because I'm a big fan of Peppers. I think that he is awesome. I would love to have him as a member of the Los Angeles Rams. This is probably a jersey that I would grab almost immediately upon signing, but there's also no uh, there's no breadcrumbs leading me to that. It's just I saw him on the free agent list and was like, oh man, I would love to have him. That would be awesome. But I also like our safeties. So, I mean, if we could move on from, from Taylor Rapp, I think that, that Peppers would fill in uh, for that Taylor Rapp role and I think do a better job than Taylor Rapp uh, can do. And, and I'm... I'm I, I don't want to be a hater on Taylor Rapp, and I know a lot of fans are big fans of, on, on Rapp, and, and some people are very high on Taylor Rapp. I myself am not in that group, and uh, I, I think that we've we've not seen a progression from Taylor Rapp. I think that we've seen him be the same player uh, his entire time in the NFL, and that's kind of where I, I'm done with it a little bit is, you know, I, I want to see that progression. I want to see people get better as time goes on. We have good coaches. We have a very good team. We have incredible leaders. And he seems to be the same player, and I, I just want to see him get better. So Jabril Peppers, I think, could come in and play that role, that like Mark Barron, Taylor Rappish kind of role where you're playing up up a lot, um, but then also can cover. I think that that uh, Jabril, Jabril Peppers would thrive in that position. And my last name here, uh, a name that I've kind of seen bounced around a lot, and I think that the Rams could get decently cheap, would be Jadavion Clowney. And I mean, Clowney's a guy that I did not like coming out of school. And, you know, when he was at South Carolina, I did not think that he was deserving of being picked that high. I thought that he really made his entire college career off one hit. And, you know, then he comes into the NFL and kind of like solidifies that standing my own opinions on him. Uh, it's kind of like, OK, like he's good. He's athletic and so like that. But does he even care? Like, does he does does he want to be better at this? Does he care about being one of the one of the all time greats or is he just Super athletic, and this is a great way to make a lot of money in a short amount of time when you're that kind of athlete, you know? And so, I, I don't know, he's kind of bounced around, and there's been moments there where it's like, okay, this guy's amazing, but also I think he's just extremely athletic. But one thing coming to the LA Rams, when you know you have an opportunity at a Super Bowl, you're also playing on a line with Aaron Donald, and you got... You know, Taylor Rapp, or uh, <laughs> Taylor Rapp, you have Jalen Ramsey behind you, and then on the on your offensive side, you're, 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 you don't have to worry about them. Matthew Stafford throwing to Cooper Cup, and uh, Tyler Higby and Van Jefferson, and now Allen Robinson, potentially OBJ. You got Cam Akers back there and stuff. I think that this team would be a good spot for Jadavion Clowney. And like I said, there's a lot of players out there that they are NFL players because they're athletes. They're athletic as heck, and... They know that they can make a bunch of money by being athletic, playing some football. 
But when you come to the Los Angeles Rams, it, it seems like the Rams like to bring in players who love the game of football. And we've seen that with other teams such as the New England Patriots. And I think that that's a reason why they were able to be so successful for so long. They didn't just go with the guys who were super athletic. They went with the guys who wanted to be there, who want to play football. They just love the game and want to win. And I think that that helped them, and I think it's helping the Rams right now. And that's why I say names like Tutu Atwell. I don't know if they fit into our culture because he doesn't really give off that vibe that he just loves the game of football. Seems like he knows he's real fast, and and he like wants to to turn that into some some dollar bills. And hey, I'm not trying to blame nobody here. Do your thing. Whatever that happens to be, go do it. Go make your money. Go live your life. Whatever. But when you're a wide receiver and you're built like Sheriff Joe Bags over here. That's I have questions. All right. <laughs> I have I have so many questions about it. All right. So uh, let's see here. Well, well, I don't have a rest of the West because there's not a whole lot going on in the rest of the West right now. But I did want to talk about a couple things going on throughout the rest of the NFL. Tom Brady returns. This does feel expected. The way that he retired seemed sloppy, seemed like a mess, seemed immediately to me like that was not a real thing. He, like a social media post, and then, you know, you have Schefter coming out way too fast. Schefter, I have so many problems with Adam Schefter, by the way. I'm so sick of Adam Schefter and his reporting. He is way more, he is too concerned about being first that sometimes he forgets to be right. And that's got to stop, man. You're Schefter. I mean, you're one of the guys that we're all supposed to listen to. So I've kind of, I'm off the Schefter train. If Adam Schefter says something, I check Rappaport. I check Pelissero to see if they're saying it also. Because Schefter, I think, is a little bit untrustworthy now. He's just out here saying stuff. He's out here blasting stuff. And also, it's Tom freaking Brady, man. You're going to do that to him. You're going to do that to Tom Brady. I realize that this is a Rams show and Rams fans in general hate Tom Brady. But come on now. Show the respect there of one of the all-time greats. Somebody who could be a logo for the NFL if we did a logo like the NBA or MLB. You know what I mean? He could be that guy. And so, I don't know. It's I thought that was a, a rude thing. I, anyway, I don't want to get totally into Schefter, but not a fan. <laughs> not a fan anymore, man. Stop lying to me. You're hurting my feelings. All right, Deshaun Watson traded to the Cleveland Browns. I will not comment on on the, the certain things that, that Deshaun Watson's dealing with because it's none of my business. And also, I don't know what actually happened. I don't know the truth. And so, without knowing for sure the truth, I, I don't feel like it's my place to comment. Did this stuff happen? I don't know. I wasn't there. Did it not happen just because he says it didn't? No, not necessarily. But I don't know what side to believe. I wasn't there. I don't know anything. I don't. I didn't see anything. I didn't hear anything. Like, I don't, I don't know. So, it's not my business. And I, I trust it's a terrible comment, but I trust the legal system to, to figure that out for me, I guess. But it's also, even when that happens, it's none of my business. All right. It's none. Of, it's my opinion on the entire situation is ultimately irrelevant. So it doesn't matter, but he goes to the Cleveland Browns. And what I wanted to mention about this is how it impacts the actual NFL, not the legal proceedings as we uh, are, are witnessing. But this deal with it being $230 million fully guaranteed bananas all right especially for a guy dealing with any situation outside of uh the football area the, the football world and i think that 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 kind of resets a, a lot of the market and i think that we're going to start to see fully guaranteed contracts especially at the quarterback position deshaun watson i think really nailing that down as far as this is what the world is going to be guaranteed contracts it might be a little bit less overall than we're used to but fully guaranteed of course, Watson, he's going way over on the other side there. Uh, he's going more 
than uh, we're used to seeing. But I think that we'll see a little bit of a dip in the overall contract money, but I think we'll see a, a massive increase in contracts being fully guaranteed. And he also does not go to the NFC, which is awesome news for the Rams because there's really, what, one other team that we need to worry about right now? And that's potentially the Bucks. Um, of course, you got the 49ers who played decent last year. They got all the way to the NFC Championship game. So you got to give them credit there. I think the Green Bay Packers kind of have fallen off as far as true contenders. They do trade Devontae Adams to the Las Vegas Raiders. And the 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 Packers, I think, are... I was already having questions about if they were true contenders or not because it, at some point we have to not only consider the, the regular season but also include that postseason performances. And Aaron Rodgers just has not shown that he can be that guy year in, year out. He's incredible in the regular season, but he, once he gets to the playoffs... He kind of falls apart, and he did not play well against the 49ers. It, it was a cold game, yeah, sure, but he's also the Green Bay Packers quarterback. You're supposed to be that guy who can handle that stuff. You know, he's been there forever. So I don't know if the, the Green Bay Packers, if I'd put him in that conversation of being being uh, true contenders, but Devontae Adams going over to the Raiders. It looks like the AFC West. They all saw that the, the Rams were on their schedule for this year, and they all panicked. And so they're all like, we need to make some moves, guys. Denver Broncos bring in Russell Wilson. Raiders bringing in, uh, bringing in Devontae Adams, the Chargers out here bringing in Khalil Mack. There's a lot of moves going on with uh, the AFC West. I think they were terrified to play the Los Angeles Rams with what they currently had on their rosters, but I stand by it. I don't think the Green Bay Packers are real. I don't think they're real contenders this year. They'll win their division. They will because that division blows, but I don't think once they get to the playoffs, they're, they're a legitimate threat. Let's see here. Oh, also going back. I'm going to go back and forth. That was a terrible planning on my end. I'll go back and forth to the AFC West real fast. I think the AFC West, I feel confident saying that they've taken over best division in the NFL. I think that the Rams are helping the NFC West, but them Seattle Seahawks are not helping the NFC West. And I do think the AFC West is now the best division in football with I mean, the Chiefs, who were clear Super Bowl contenders, the Denver Broncos, who had an extremely strong roster, just had question marks at quarterback, and now they have a future Hall of Famer there, the Raiders, who have been a pretty solid team. I think that they should have stuck with Bisaccia and myself. Uh, Josh McDaniels coming in. I'm really curious to see how that goes, but they have a pretty loaded team, lots of weapons there. And then the Chargers, we know who Brandon Staley is, extremely good coach, but is he that guy? You know what I mean? Is he... Is he one of those guys that caps out at D.C. and then once he gets to, to a head coaching job, kind of falls off a little bit? But uh, I think that this division is going to come down to coaching, and uh, that's there's a lot of question marks there. Of course, we know Andy Reid is very good. Nathaniel Hackett, though, unproven. Josh McDaniels failed his first time as a head coach, and uh, Brandon Staley, ultimately unproven still. going Only going into his second year, missed the playoffs in year one with a loaded team. And then my last bit of news here, just wanted to sh send out a little bit of a, a condolences here. Uh, to uh, to the family of former NFL reporter John Clayton, who did die at the age of 67. Has one of my favorite all-time commercials. I've loved it this entire time. I'm not hopping on the bandwagon now. That one where he does the, the This Is Sports Center commercial where he, he finishes and then you know takes off like <laughs> does the, the top of uh, the his his suit jacket or whatever and then pulls his hair down. He's listening to Slayer and stuff. I, I love that stuff. And also, I get it. I relate to that because when you're in your own home doing your reporting stuff, you you don't think I have pajama pants on right now? Yes, I do. And slippers. All right. <laughs> it's, it's just the way of the world right now. And it's awesome because you guys have no idea. I could be lying. You have no idea if that's true or not. I mean, it is true. I can tell you that for sure. <laughs> but 
uh, I just thought that was funny. It's a it's a great commercial, but uh, definitely, I mean, John Clayton was awesome. Yeah, super professional, good dude. So it's uh it's unfortunate to see John Clayton uh, to his family. Definitely condolences there, but he will absolutely be remembered. One of the better one of the better guys to do it for sure. Uh, next up here we got Fair Quesos. Don't move. Welcome back into Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio, the fan-sided network. I am Sheriff Joe Beggs. Let's hop into our fan quesos. Questions directly from you sent to me, and then I give you my answers. <laughs> Pretty simple. That was the worst description ever, but it is simple, and it works. That's what words are for, right? To get the ideas that are in my head into your head? If I did that, I did that. <laughs> All right, not too many for you. I did forget again. That is my fault to post on the YouTube channel. But now I can tell you that I do have reminders set on my phone. Two job in it is tough. I'm at one five days a week, the other six days a week right now. And what I can say is I'm sleepy. I am a little tired and stuff. But hey, we're also living that life. <laughs> it is so much fun. So much fun. Without going into crazy details, because it's irrelevant, but um, I, working at a TV station and a radio station is so much fun. It's craziness. It's really hard to, like, switch my brain, though, from, like, leaving the TV station, getting, like, okay, now radio mode. Because I'm not, like, on air on TV or anything like that. Uh, I am at the radio station, but uh, it's fun stuff. Fun stuff. If you guys are curious, if you guys would like to hear or anything like that, send me a message and I can give you guys those, uh, the deets, the juicy deets, because uh, there is like an app and stuff like that. If you guys are interested, if not, totally fine. doesn't matter. All right. Let's hop into our fan quesos. This first one here comes from John. Congratulations on your Jostradamus prediction regarding Matthew Stafford, uh, the, the Matthew Stafford contract extension. Last week, I sent a queso asking you to predict the Stafford contract, you pretty much nailed it. You predicted four years, $165 million. Dang, is that... Ugh, I'm trying to remember that now. Uh, I've, I've flushed my brain, and that's a problem. Like, the second I'm done talking, it's kind of like, whoosh, and then it's out. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, that sounds that sounds like about what I would have said, but, yeah. I don't know, that's awesome, though. I, I tried... It's... I don't even know if I can really take a whole lot of credit from it. It's just observations. And, like, I I almost nailed the... I was, like, $1 million off of the Aaron Donald contract extension when he got his big deal. And, I don't know, it's a, play, paying attention to the team, paying attention to the league, paying attention to what the Rams like to do, uh, you can kind of use, like, an educated guess there. I don't know. maybe Or maybe I'm psychic. There's also that. Uh, this one comes from Cody. What's your opinion on losing Corbett and his potential replacement with the draft coming up, or is Shelton that guy? My opinion on losing Corbett, uh, that's definitely a, a bag of bummers. I liked Austin Corbett. I thought he was an, an incredible player. I, thought, I think he's underrated, and I think the Carolina Panthers got themselves one heck of a football player. As far as his replacement, the draft is coming up. It is said to be a pretty deep draft at the offensive line position, so I do anticipate the Rams do address that at some point within the draft. Of course, first pick is in the third round, so it's hard to to try to nail down what names could potentially be falling to the Rams, but I, I think it's, it's, it's very realistic to see or to think that the Rams will be going after and targeting some offensive linemen in this draft. But 
Coleman Shelton, like you referenced there, I, I think is an incredible player. I think he's better. He is much better than he gets credit for. And I know that there's there's like always that conversation of like, we can't always think that the backups are as good as the starters and stuff like that. And that's very real. But also, I mean, Shelton is a guy who last year, and I was saying it all year, that he is starting caliber player. And anytime he came in, like when Brian Allen was out or he needed to fill in at guard for a little bit, Rams offensive line played incredible. And actually, I think that the Rams offensive line as a unit played better when Coleman Shelton was the starting center or playing at center uh, instead of Brian Allen. Coleman Shelton, though, can also play center and he can play both guard spots. That's one thing that Brian Allen does not have. He does not have that versatility, which is exactly why I didn't anticipate the Rams bringing him back. So I did whiff on that prediction there. Um, We will revisit my my, uh, free agent predictions once we get further into the weeds here when we kind of know all the names that are staying and all the names that are going. We'll get into that here, but uh, that'll be within the next few weeks or so. But uh, yeah, Shelton, though, I think is is more than capable of being that, that guy. I think that he'll he'll be one of the starters at guard, whether or not the Rams do address the offensive line throughout the draft. So uh, keep your eyes on Coleman Shelton. I think the guy's incredible. And uh, I think that we will kind of see as the, the season progresses that uh, the Rams... The uh, losing guys like Austin Corbett, they became a little bit more expendable when guys like Shelton are on your bench. That feels real. All right. Uh, this one comes from Pete. What exactly is Terrell Lewis's injury? Do you think that he will have a complete recovery this offseason? It seems like he's been hampered by this nagging injury, and I'm thinking that if he can get to 100%, he can start. Yeah, as far as the, the Terrell Lewis injury, it's just a back issue, and it does seem to be a little bit nagging. It seems to be lingering uh, a little bit, and back issues are are rough. I don't know if you've ever had a back injury or or uh, some weird like muscle issues in your back, anything like that. It is hard to live life at all. And, you know, we saw this back with like Greg Zuerlein or even further back going into like Robert Quinn where we saw back issues, and it it completely hinders your ability to play or do anything. You know what I mean? Like we heard the stories of Greg Zorline needing to get driven home after a game from coach bones because he couldn't even sit up. Like he was laying on the seat forward, like laying on his stomach on the car seat as bones brought him home because he was in that much pain, you know, like he couldn't, he didn't feel comfortable driving his own vehicle home. So it is a problem. Um, and, and it's one of those Terrell Lewis is one of those players that we knew when drafting him, that there was a an injury history there, and there was potential that the uh, the injury uh, issues could be long term and could eventually or ultimately dramatically impact his career. And I think that we're kind of seeing that right now. He's an extremely talented player, but these injuries are unfortunate and and they are lingering. So as far as Will he make a complete recovery this offseason? I sure hope so, because I agree with you. When he's 100%, he's absolutely starting caliber. I, I like Justin Hollins, I think, a little bit more than I like Terrell Lewis, but that doesn't that's not a shot at Lewis. I mean, he's that's just a that's that's not anti-Lewis. That's just pro Hollins. You know what I mean? And, and those two opinions aren't mutually exclusive. They can be both. Uh, I can have both opinions. You know what I mean? But um I, I, I agree with you. I think that Lewis is a starting caliber guy, but. You know, it, are these injuries gonna gonna continue? Unfortunately, I don't have those answers. I wish I did. I wish I knew the timelines on everybody's injuries. But uh, unfortunately, in the month of March, it's really hard to nail down. And 
the the injury stuff we will get a lot more clarity when we hit July because that's when you know training camp comes in players are back in and you know we still we'll see like some some workout stuff next month and in May and stuff like that but July is really the one that we look at as far as like where are these guys at as far as their recovery and 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 how they're progressing so that's where we'll really have a, a better understanding of Terrell Lewis and his his potential future but I would say right now that it is it is one of those things where it's like well maybe we got to keep looking keep our eyes open on other other players other position guys that we can we can kind of fill in there until we actually know the uh, the extent of that and how how it'll impact his career long term Next one here from Pete. You kind of mentioned it, but have you heard anything more about Terrell Burgess? Like you said, the Rams must see something, but they sure are keeping it quiet. I'm not a subscriber to The Athletic, but if anybody would know, it would be Jordan Rodriguez. But her on her podcast, she seems very evasive about it. Um, I'm also not a subscriber to The Athletic. There is more than enough content available that you don't have to pay for. Uh, so I know that The Athletic is a is a solid resource and stuff like that. But once The Athletic posts it, it usually gets around anyway. So maybe I'm not first to know, but I do end up knowing, and that's fine. I'd rather be right than first. Not everybody can say that, Adam Schefter. Blatant call-outs, don't care. Um, but... As far as Terrell Burgess goes, I mean, there is something there because he's not being pushed down to the practice squad, anything like that. He's he's there on the active roster, but he's also not getting that playing time. And when we saw injuries happen, we saw Nick Scott come in instead of Burgess. So I have questions. I don't actually know how the team is feeling about Terrell Burgess. I like Terrell Burgess. I think he's an awesome player. I, I think that having him be a rotation guy, like if we could drop rap, uh, based on not just my own opinions about him, which are ultimately irrelevant, but I, I, I want to see more progression out of Taylor Rapp, and we just haven't yet. But if we could see like Jordan Fuller and Nick Scott and and Terrell Burgess, I like I like those guys. You know what I mean? Like that that trio there is solid. And the the way that the Rams defense has kind of been working with Raheem Morris, especially like into the playoffs it's like that, was we saw a lot of movement in the secondary. Uh, well, throughout the whole season, we saw a lot of movement in the secondary. But once we saw uh, Jalen Ramsey go back to just being uh, his his normal self, his outside corner self, then I think that the the entire defense got a lot better, and uh, we see the safeties and stuff moving around a lot more than uh, than having the corner, your number one cover corner, which I think is 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 a massive improvement on uh, as far as the scheme goes. As as the season went on, I think that um, that Raheem Morris got better as the season went on. And of course, I've been pretty critical on Raheem Morris, but I've also am very open to saying uh, all the time and admitting A, when I'm wrong. I don't think I'm necessarily wrong right now about Raheem Morris. I think that he is too soft for the Rams culture, but he did improve greatly as the, the season went on and especially into the playoffs. And also, I stand by it. I, I always say that I think that people can get better. I think that people can get worse. People can get better. And I think that we saw Raheem Morris get better right in front of our eyes as the playoffs continued on. So uh, just because a player or a person is a certain way today, that does not necessarily mean they're going to be that same way tomorrow. I know for myself, I can use me as the perfect example here as we just we just uh, celebrated the, the Rams showcase six-year anniversary I played on the, the live stream, my very first episode, and I can say for myself, I got better. And I, I think that it can happen. It, people can can change. People can get better. People can get worse also if you don't care about your craft. So I, I think that Raheem Morris is doing good there. To get to your question, though, have I heard anything more about Terrell Burgess? No, I have not. 
We are in that weird time of year right now where we don't really get a lot of news on guys who are under contract and just solidified as far as their places going into training camp. And, you know, we're, yeah, we're just, that's all. We're, we're in that spot right now. We're not going to hear about Terrell Burgess. We're not going to hear about, uh, you know, Ben Skoranek. We're not going to hear about Traven Howard. Like, those are just names that we're not going to hear. We're going to hear and talk about uh, Aaron Donald, who is up for a contract extension. Well, not necessarily up for a contract extension, but it seems like the Rams are going to re- rework his deal, help him out a little bit. Uh, we're talking about Robert Woods. We're talking about Odell Beckham Jr. We're talking about how Darius Williams is gone and who we might replace that with. Uh, we're talking about the, the offensive lineman that we re-signed and the shuffle that's happening there with losing Corbett and Whitworth as far as starters go. So that's kind of the conversation right now. We're not going to hear a lot about guys who are under contract heading into next year. Next one here is going to come from John. If you were forced to choosing between retaining OBJ or Robert Woods, oof, I know this question came in before certain things happened. Which player would you choose? Before this, before this move was made to send Robert Woods out to Tennessee, I would have said Robert Woods. Because of who he is and and, and what he means to this team, meant to this team. And uh, right now, though, I mean, based on how everything happened, I, I stand by that answer. But now knowing that Robert Woods is gone, I really want OBJ back. I like OBJ. I think he is awesome. And I've said it before. Say it again. When he was with Cleveland, he was the superstar. He was required to be the leader, the superstar, the face of the franchise. He comes to the LA Rams. He's in a position group with Cooper Cup. Robert Woods at the time. He's got Matthew Stafford throwing him the football. Offensive line included guys like Andrew Whitworth. On the other side, he's got Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, Jordan Fuller. Leaders and faces of this LA Rams team. He didn't need to be that guy. He was able to kind of fit in, find his spot, and he thrived there. I think it's a good move for his career to stay with the Los Angeles Rams. Where he doesn't need to be the guy. Because there's a lot of teams right now, if he went to, he would be the guy. Could you imagine what would happen if he went to the Packers? I think that would be a bad move. Personalities, I don't think, would fit in in Green Bay. Of course, Aaron Rodgers is an, is an extremely talented quarterback. But he's also a liar. He's turning into such a diva. He... He's, he said that he did, he wasn't asking for $50 million a year. That's exactly what he got. But let's not pretend like the Packers wouldn't. Like, if he's out here saying, like, no, that is categorically false. I'm not asking for $50 million a year. You really think that the Green Bay Packers front office is like, listen, man, we're giving you 50 a year whether you like it or not. No, that's not what happened, okay? If you want a 50 a year, it's because if he got 50 a year, it's because he asked for it. Teams are always going to try to lowball. They're going to try to save that money. So... He's lying. He's got that diva personality now. He's got this, I'm Aaron Rodgers, you can't touch me kind of thing. And I think that OBJ going up there, being the clear number one receiver, because their top guy right now, Lazard, he'd be like our fifth string wide receiver for the Rams. And if OBJ went there, I think it would be a bad move. I think it'd be a bad career move for Odell. But, I mean, also, I don't make his decisions. (laughs) That's something in my eye, I think my finger. Um, Let's see here. Last one here. Do you think that the Rams will make free agency additions at cornerback and or edge rusher? If yes, who do you think the Rams are considering? Yeah, absolutely. So we kind of talked about it a little bit here. 
Um, I do think that the Rams make a, a move at the cornerback position. Uh, some names that I would have my eyes on if I were in that front office would be Kevin King, Bryce Callahan, A.J. Boye, and Stephon Gilmore. At edge rusher, I do think that the Rams... I do think that the Rams are considering a move here, but I also wouldn't be surprised if they don't. Uh, Jadavian Clowney is a name that is is to be considered. And also now with uh, that whole debacle with uh, Zadarius Smith not signing with the the Baltimore Ravens, I think that that would be a legitimate addition as well, depending on the cap situation that he would be looking at. So uh, that is it for my fan case. So thank you so much for dropping those. I will I have my reminder set to actually ask the YouTube audience and post in the community board there for fan cases. So that is my fault. Two weeks in a row. Killed it. And uh, next week, I am going to keep you posted on what the schedule will look like. I am working both days over the weekend at the radio station. So... I'm not sure exactly what my timing will look like. I should be able to get an episode pumped out late Sunday or potentially late Saturday. We'll kind of have to see how it goes, though. It's short shifts. Well, no, not Saturday. I'm live Saturday night. But potentially Sunday. Um, or we'll do something maybe Friday night. Maybe we'll just do a live stream, something like that, uh, to kind of uh, just keep it rolling here. Uh, depending also on what kind of news is coming out. We might just take the week off. I would hate to do that because I like to keep everything rolling, but... Uh, like I said, I don't have a day off this this next week. Um, so what is that like? It's like 12 days straight or something like that. But um, either way, we'll try to do something for you, and, and it, we'll definitely be keeping everybody posted on uh, the Rams' moves and uh, as far as uh, social media goes. Anything that the Rams are doing, uh, whether that's contract extensions, renegotiations, uh, signings, free agency, anything like that, any potential trades, we, we will keep you posted on the Ram Showcase social media pages. Adrian's been doing a great job of keeping everybody up to date there. So do appreciate the quesos. One of my favorite segments that I do, and it's uh, always a good time. So appreciate the heck out of you guys. Make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That would be at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow myself as well at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. That is going to do it for me. Make sure you guys, if you have not already, subscribe to Ram Showcase on YouTube. You'll get notifications on when my videos do release, which are a little bit more sporadic than I would like them to be right now. But we are working on that and hopefully get a, a more solidified schedule back uh, coming up here soon. But that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Beggs. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports Wall Radio. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you have a great night.